fight begin. Welcome to It's Real to Us, the Wrestling Podcast, with your hosts, Anthony the Mark, Mikey P, and Tony the Father. What's going on, you guys? Get on in here and sit down, you beautiful people, because we have a lot of wrestling to discuss. As a reminder, you can find us on X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at It's Real to Us. On today's episode, we're going to talk about everything that happened on the December 15th edition of Friday Night SmackDown. And we've also got a new game. So lots and lots and lots of fun is in store. But for now, we're talking about Friday Night SmackDown. And if you happen to miss the show, Don't worry about it, because Tony the Father and yours truly are ready to recap everything you might have missed with the fastest SmackDown recap. The returning Roman Reigns empire strike back when Reigns declared Han Solo Sokoa as the next Sith Lord to sit atop the tribal chief throne. But out came everyone's favorite Jedi, Randy Obi-Wan Orton, who revealed to Roman Reigns I am your father. Daddy's back, and he wants the WWE Championship. Carmelo Anthony Hayes broke Grayson Waller's ankles all night running up and down the ring. As time was expiring, Melo stepped back and launched a three from the top rope. It was nothing but net as Carmelo Hayes defeats Grayson Waller to advance in the United States Championship Tournament. Here comes the boom. Kevin James Owens brought the fight to Austin Theory, despite having a broken wrist. Fight Owens' fight turned a negative into a positive after using the cast to defeat Austin Powers' theory. Oh, behave, baby. Kevin Owens advances in the U.S. title tournament. With their sights set on Tag Team Gold, the ancient Kabuki Samurai Warriors were reborn and set to make an example out of Zelina Vega and Meechin. After a shot of Bailey's Irish cream, Kyrie Sane had the confidence to climb high atop the rope and go kamikaze with an insane elbow. Damage control is one big happy family as Asuka and Kyrie Sane pick up the win. With an assist from LA Knight, yeah, Randy Kenobi Orton used the force to defy gravity with an RKO against Jimmy the Hutt Uso. Uga, biga, uga, Roman Reigns. Then out came Roman Reigns, who used the full force of the dark side on Orton. Thankfully, AJ Styles Skywalker made the saves with a phenomenal forearm. But in the process, Styles may have been corrupted by the dark side, as AJ laid out LA Knight. Yeah! Is AJ a Jedi or a Sith Lord? To be continued in a galaxy far, far away. That was the fastest SmackDown recap from the December 15th edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to It's Real to Us. I'm Anthony the Mark, joined alongside Tony the Father and Mikey P. We're happy to be in-house. Michael, this is your second show. Happy to have you aboard. Yeah, I found these little hands, these, these tiny hands. I'm playing with these tiny hands over here. I don't understand why you're going for a visual bit on an audio-only podcast. Because I got... Three plus ten fingers. I got 13 fingers over here. He's happy with his little hands. I got little hands. Yay, Mikey's got little hands. All right. Hey, listen, is anybody hungry but me? 
It's lunchtime. It's like 12.15. We're doing the show. I don't know about you two guys, but I'm starving. We just got back from breakfast. Doesn't matter if I eat breakfast at 11.30. My biological clock says it's 12.15 and it's lunchtime. I'm hungry. What do you want to eat? What about getting a steak? We haven't got our steak yet this year. I get a steak tonight. We go five, six times a year to get a steak. We always enjoy it. It's just one of our favorite things to do together. We haven't gotten one in how long, Tony? It's been a couple months now. We're due. Steve's is important. It's Christmas time. You two guys should make an effort. Tonight, we should go. I thought about it. I think I might get a different steak this time. Just go with a straight sirloin. No, I'm going porterhouse. I'm a big believer in if it's not broke, don't fix it. I love the porterhouse, and there's not much more I want going there. I get excited. Porterhouse with the fries well done, with the extra sauce on the side. Come on. Okay, I think we're going. We're I, going. We're going? We can't eat anything else if we're going to do that. I'm good. I'm full. Tony's hungry, though. It's noon. I don't care if I eat. I'm still going. Around 3 o'clock, he's going to start saying he's wobbly, and then he's going to need to eat. My blood sugar gets low quick. Wait, so this isn't a bit, though. We're actually going to go? Yeah, I want to go. I mean, I think he was planning this segment since breakfast ended. There's a very good chance I lose in playoffs today in fantasy and I'm going to want to go to Steve's. One of us is going to want to eat later. This is true, and that's a good tease to later in the show when we talk about our fantasy football matchup. But for now, what I want to talk about is Friday Night SmackDown. So you guys ready to jump into a breakdown? Let's do it. Friday Night SmackDown Breakdown. Okay, so this week's show started with... The return of Roman Reigns. I hope you guys acknowledge your tribal chief because I know I did. And speaking of tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Tribal chief. Tribal chief. And speaking of of the tribal chief. You know, believe it or not, it's not easy doing what I do. So can I just talk about the show, please? You're welcome. Roman Reigns announced that Solo Sokoa will be his heir and the next one to lead the bloodline going forward. This prompted Randy Orton to come out and basically tell Roman, I want a chance at the WWE title. So what did you guys think about this segment as a whole? Roman Reigns, he named Solo Sokoa as his heir. It's all shit. There is no heir. After Roman Reigns falls and when he loses, if he loses, there is no more bloodline. He can name whoever he wants the year. He gave Socolo that title so Socolo would feel empowered and he'd do whatever he had to do to protect Roman Reigns. Roman's a smart businessman. That's all it was. Or Solo is the future and it's 10 years of the bloodline. What if? And then they get, as we were talking about during breakfast, Umaga's son, Zilla. So you're saying 10 years from now, it'll be a bloodline and there's a whole stable of Samoans waiting to come aboard. I mean, probably not. But how funny would that be is if you just had like a pen of like six Samoans who are all like the same solo build. Well, I have a question. Why is that out of the realm of possibilities? Because the bloodline consists of Roman, Jay, and Jimmy, the OGs of the bloodline. And you're going to eliminate them and think Solo Sokoa? is going to take over and build that up? No way. I don't see it. I just don't see it. The Anawahi family has a long history of Samoan wrestlers in the WWE. It's not crazy to think that more are going to come down the line, and there could be another version of the bloodline or the same version of the bloodline led by Solo Sokoa. So I disagree with you. You know who you could get in there? Nia Jax. And then, boom, bring Naomi back. Yeah, Roman's doing it because he's a smart guy. He's using Solo like he used Jay, like he uses Jimmy, like he uses everybody. That's why he's Roman Reigns. Okay, I'm also going to throw Tamina in that bunch. And when Solo is the manager of Tamina, Naomi, and Nia Jax, 
What an entourage. Let's make them a Samoan Mafia women group. I literally was talking about getting younger, and you just mentioned three performers who are older than Solo. No, but that's the thing. Solo's still so young, so this is how we keep them relevant for a couple of years. Even if it's as little as Solo inherits Paul Heyman when Roman's done, that's enough to just be the bloodline. To have the wise man, that's still a huge advantage. So we'll see the ramifications of Solo Sokoa becoming the tribal chief moving forward, but where does Jimmy get left in all of this? Jimmy thought... Roman was hyping him up to be the next tribal chief, and now he's just the forgotten stepchild, right? That's all he is. Jimmy's going to take a swing at you when you're not looking. He's Roman's first line of defense. He throws Jimmy out there, and he gets his ass kicked. He's not going to do nothing to help Roman. He's a lackey at this point. If I'm Jimmy, I'm just squatting over Roman's desk at his workplace and taking a shit right where he works. Like, I'm the one who's been around way longer than Solo and everything, but however, I am also the one that kicked him in the face and had a whole scuffle with him over the summer so maybe he's not so happy with me but still that's like my younger brother of 12 years and he's better than me nah i'm a shit on your desk it's disrespectful jimmy's been alongside roman reigns basically for his entire run as champion solo's been there for a year he's younger than jimmy and Uso's just getting passed by and it's because he's the joke of the bloodline right now he was the first one thrown out of the bloodline by roman he's basically a, a man without a country he's got nowhere to go he's a dog that nobody wants I'll take that dog. He'll probably end up fighting Jay at WrestleMania, but until then, he's going to take a bunch of pins. How do you think they start that Jimmy-Jay feud with Mania? Um, Is it as simple as use the Rumble? You don't need the Rumble. They already have so much history built in. But one's on SmackDown and one's on Raw. That's such an easy little book to have them both in the Rumble. Say it's like seven and eight guys left and... Jimmy throws Jay out. Or Jimmy's like already thrown out, and then he comes back in and costs them. I'd like to see them have the spotlight of a one-on-one -on -one match, brother versus brother match at WrestleMania. I don't know if that's even ever been done. Actually, that's not true. The Hardy's Matt fought. Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but it would still be huge. Well, if they're going to do that, Jimmy's got to get some kind of relevance right now. He just takes pin after pin. He gets beat up. And right now, if he keeps doing that, who wants to see him fight anybody at WrestleMania? No, I agree. There's no credibility there right now. So we, we need to elevate Jimmy somehow, some way. So while we ponder on what they're going to do with Jimmy, let's shift the attention back to the main event scene and Randy Orton. Because Orton interrupted Roman Reigns and basically told Reigns that he wants a championship match. Reigns said no, and that's basically how the segment left off. There was no official match. Match, so obviously we all think Randy's going to get a one-on-one -on -one match against Roman at some point, right? I don't think that Randy is going to fight Roman at the Rumble. I just don't see it, especially with LA Knight still viable. Now you got AJ Styles in the mix. You got all this going on. It's not clear-cut going to be one-on-one. -on -one. I think it's going to be maybe a, a triple threat match or something at the Rumble, but I don't think you're going to see Randy and Roman one-on-one -on -one for a bit. When have you seen Roman in a triple threat match in this entire title run? He actually defended the title against Daniel Bryan and Edge at WrestleMania 37 in the triple threat match. But not many multi-man matches. I understand your point. But look what's going on right now. You got LA Knight involved. Now you got AJ Styles involved. You got Roman involved. You might see something like that. You cannot give the spotlight to somebody else. You only have so many main event Randy Orton matches left in his career. He's 43 years old. He's coming off. Bad back surgery, out 18 months. Give him the spotlight here. You don't need L.A. Knight in that match. You don't need A.J. Styles in that match. You don't, but then why are you seeing them interfere? You have the Royal Rumble coming up, and you want everybody to look as credible and like a main event threat as possible. How do you do that? You have L.A. Knight and A.J. Styles, Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, throwing hands with the big boys in Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. So to that point, let's talk about the main event. After L.A. Knight stopped Solo Sokoa from interfering, Randy Orton hit Jimmy Uso with an RKO and won the match. Then the bloodline 
beatdown night in Orton until AJ Styles returned and made the save. Then he lays out LA Knight. So a lot of confusion around the Styles return. Overall, what was your impression? We're getting classic, oh, I'm back and I'm not here to make friends angle from AJ Styles. He's biker dad Styles, I think. You see him with the black pants? Oh, he was a badass, too. You see how thick he looked? He looked like he was on steroids for six weeks and he's been in the gym. And he's eating nothing but protein, for Christ's sakes. The guy looked amazing. i never seen Styles look that jacked. He was Jack. He was shredded. And Mike, to your point, he is not here to make friends. We thought he was out there to help Knight and Orton because he took out Roman Reigns. So everybody was all excited. Okay, we're going to get maybe a three-on-three good guys versus bad guys match. But then right as SmackDown is about to go off the air, he takes out LA Knight. So do you think maybe we get LA Knight versus AJ Styles? I think he took out LA Knight just because he wants to be relevant. He wants to say, hey, I'm AJ Styles. Don't forget about me. I want to be involved in this. That's how I took it. As I said earlier, Roman declined Randy's challenge for a title. LA Knight, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, all three legitimate main event guys who could challenge Roman Reigns. So who do you see getting that match? I don't think Randy Orton and Roman are going to fight anytime soon. Randy Roman's match is going to get pushed down the block a little bit, and I think that you're going to see... AJ Styles, LA Knight. There's a whole bunch of people that are injected now, so we'll see what happens. When are they going to fight if they don't fight at the Royal Rumble, Tony? WrestleMania. You think Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Yeah, why not? When you have a run for years and years, you're not going to have somebody break it who's 43 years old, held the belt forever, and he has really, like, his ceiling is hit. He's not reaching anything further. He's not going to grow any more than what he's at. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I wouldn't mind seeing that match at Mania. You wouldn't mind seeing that match, but you know he's going to lose there, to Michael's point. If a Cody Rhodes goes up against Roman Reigns, there's a legitimate shot Rhodes is going to beat him. With Randy Orton, there's no shot. He's not elevating Randy if Randy wins, because Orton's done everything. Whoever wins and beats Roman is going to get elevated into that next godlike tier. And Randy's already there. If you take it to WrestleMania and Randy is fighting Roman and he does beat him, that's a great fairy tale story. The bloodline took him out. He goes through the bloodline. He beats Roman. He gets the title. I, I, I like it. I don't know. I like it. You slightly persuaded me with that last point. I'm going to give you a little credit there. The bloodline cost Randy Orton 18 months of his career. So Randy comes back and he cost Roman Reigns his historic title reign. It's not an awful story, but I, I'm just not buying it right now. I like it. Not buying it. Next, let's talk about the United States Championship Tournament because we had two very big matches that took place this past week on SmackDown. The first one was Carmelo Hayes defeating Grayson Waller to advance in the tournament. Did you guys have any takeaways from this match? Yeah, the playmaker off the top rope was pretty fun. I like Grayson Waller. I'm tired of him getting his ass kicked. Waller has all the moxie to be a superstar. He's great on the mic. He looks good. He wrestles good. He's got everything going for him. So I'm sick of him getting his ass kicked all the time. He's starting to remind me of fucking Miz. I want to see the guy get some pins on people. But that's like the good thing about him. To get that Miz role where you're still able to be relevant after taking loss after loss... That's how you become untouchable in the business. Yeah, but Miz has been around a lot longer than Grayson Waller. He's got to start getting some Ws. I'm tired of him getting his ass kicked, put it that way. It is a big deal to come up to the main roster and be used consistently on television. And even though he's not winning matches, he's maintaining relevancy, which is what it's all about in WWE. But we need to talk about Carmelo Hayes, because Hayes is the one who actually won this match. So he's an NXT superstar currently competing in this United States Championship Tournament. Do you think this was the right decision? to put Hayes over Waller? It seems like you're a big Waller fan, Tony. 
I wish that they brought up a star from NXT that maybe wasn't as big as Mello. And I would have liked to seen Grayson Waller beat that guy in advance in the tournament. What about you, Mike? Do you think Mello was the right decision to go over Waller here? I think having Carmelo in this tournament is a great idea. We went to the show last week. He was fantastic. He's all flippy doodah and everything. Having him go over Waller was the right move. Waller, in theory, could take out Owens next week, I think. And then at that point, you have him in the t uh, championship. And I, I don't really see a rookie going that far to lose. And lastly, the biggest thing is this is the guy for the future. So why not use Logan Paul's social platform to kind of boost eyes onto him? For him to fight Carmelo Hayes, Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble, maybe if it was a... A Raw event or something like that. I, there's too many big guys in this. Come on, you wouldn't like to see Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens or Logan Paul versus Bobby Lashley? Logan Paul's too big to fight Carmelo Hayes at the Royal Rumble right now. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a perfect fit. You're building up a Roman match, so that's a special attraction itself. And then you have two Royal Rumble matches on top of that. So having kind of a throwaway match where you could use it to expose young talent, why not? I like where you're coming from, Mike, but I think in terms of Royal Rumble being the second or third biggest card of the year, you need that marquee to fill up. So let's just talk about the next match. Kevin Owens defeated Austin Theory to advance in the tournament as well, and he is the presumed favorite to go on and face Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble. And if you're looking at the marquee, Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul reads a lot better than Carmelo Hayes versus Logan Paul. So to Tony's credit. Thank you. Now, I definitely agree with Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul's the better like match on paper, but I'd rather just give the young guy a shot here. Let's keep it on SmackDown and let's talk about the Kabuki Warriors versus Zelina Vega and Michin. Asuka and Kyrie Sane previously were known as the Kabuki Warriors, brought the tag team back this past week. Bailey interfered and helped the Kabuki Warriors pick up the win. So like I said, it's all good and it's all love and damage control, right? First of all, let me give a shout out to Nate Diggity Dog. He said that Bailey was going to be relevant for a while. Two weeks ago, I thought she was out. She was losing control of damage control. She got it back. It seems like she absolutely has it back, and it seems like the entire group has their eyes set on winning gold. So Bailey announced the Kabuki Warriors are going to be going after the tag team titles. A win against Zelina Vega and Meechin probably puts them at the top of the list for next up in terms of women's tag teams. And then she, Bailey, what? You disagree with that? Yeah. Are Meechin and Zelina Vega the, the, the bar? Caden no. Carter and Katana Chance are the bar. And I think the Kabuki Warriors fucking blow past that for what nah, it's worth. Keep them away from me. I like seeing Chelsea Green as champ. What I think personally is going to happen, the Kabuki Warriors are going to win the tag team titles. Bailey's going to fail to win the Rumble. Every member of Damage Control is going to have gold except for Bailey, And then they're going to recognize how much of a liability she is and kick her out of the group. I don't want that. What do you want? I like the Bailey in charge and everyone happy and getting along. We need a dominant woman's faction. Remember when Damage Control was a joke for like a year? They were never a joke. Oh, yeah, they were. They were losing everything. They were the women's uh, tag team champions twice. Oh, like that means anything. You can't discredit winning belts and say that doesn't mean anything. My point is... I think Bailey's still going to get kicked out of this group, not a matter of if, but when. Maybe they're going to prolong it a little bit, but I don't see this ending with Bailey leading damage control for the next year. You do? I don't see it, but I don't want it to happen because I don't really want Dakota Kai to become the mouthpiece, I guess. The mouthpiece? Yeah, at that point, three of them speak Japanese and only one kind of speaks English. I like it because she's not a leader. She would be the puppet. Does she know Japanese? I, I have no idea. It's been heavily implied that she speaks Japanese and understands everything. Team meetings wouldn't be as efficient. Yeah. You need like at least two people speaking English. That's why Bailey works. That's why we need her to stay. 
if the Kabuki Warriors win the tag team titles and Bailey is a big part of the reason they win, there's no fucking way she's leaving. She's going to be there, and she might develop into a nice manager, player-manager type wrestler. Who the fuck knows now? Okay, well, it seems as if we have differences of opinions on Riddle that. Riddle me this, Batman. If the Kabuki Warriors win the fucking tag team titles and damage control is five strong, who the fuck's going to take those titles from them? Nobody. Nobody. Especially with the news that Charlotte Flair is going to miss nine months of action due to a knee injury. How do you think the landscape of that division looks without Charlotte for the next nine months? I can only imagine when Charlotte Flair comes back after nine months. We're not going to recognize. He's probably going to have 19,000 plastic surgeries. He's going to look like a monster. We're on the road to the Royal Rumble, and then after that, it's the road to WrestleMania. You have to assume WWE was thinking long-term and had Charlotte penciled in for a match at Mania, maybe against Bianca Belair. They're just doing matches to have good matches, I feel. What What else are you supposed to do? They're not have like, matches for. Charlotte doesn't give me any story. Belair doesn't give me any story. Becky's great. Rhea's doing's great. I like damage control. There's a natural story between Bianca and Charlotte. What is it? They're the best? No, it's that Bianca's faced and defeated three of the four horsewomen in WWE. Becky Lynch, Bayley, and Sasha Banks. But never Charlotte Flair in a singles match. I don't mess around with these people who are part-timers. Is she a part-timer? More so than most, but I wouldn't give her the full credit of it. But my question was the landscape of the women's division. I think it'll be for the better. You think Charlotte being away for nine months is for the better? You're going to give me something different, somebody new. You're going to get Shotzi. Versus Zelina Vega, 12 times. Check this. Nia Jax is going to pair up with Karrion Cross. It's going to be able to, I can't even book that. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know where that was going. Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross. He had a vignette this week with like somebody in the back. We'll get to Karrion Cross in a second, but do we want to say anything else on Charlotte? Or just we wish her a speedy recovery? It's going to be a long one. Does the moonsault come back? Well, the, the thing about the moonsault is when you don't land it, she usually lands on her feet. And then if she's landing on her feet, that's going to cause your knee to buckle a lot. I would assume she'll come back. If Randy Orton's out for 18 months, had back surgeries, almost had to retire, and he's hitting RKO after RKO each week, I think WWE will take their time and they'll ease her back no, into she's definitely soul. got another run in her. I don't care if you love her or hate her. She fucked up her leg and she finished the match. You, you got to give her credit for that, just to finish that match. And damage control, being able to say that they've sidelined the queen is a huge notch under their belt, too. And that could be a story going forward if damage control is still a thing. When Charlotte comes back, maybe she runs through damage control. Yeah, just like Randy's doing with the bloodline. Exactly. Same thing. I like that take, Mark. Thank you. It's so, a nice take. I appreciate it. So a lot to see there. We'll see how that plays out. But right now, let's talk about Karrion Cross for just 30 seconds because he reappeared with, Ready. with a little uh, creepy vignette. I don't know if he was targeting. Cryptic one is cryptic. the word. Come on. I don't know if it was one person or multiple people he was targeting, but it appears as if WWE is going to maybe try to push Cross again. I love Karrion Cross. A couple of shows ago, I said he signed till 2025. He's not going to be irrelevant. I think he can wrestle. He's got the looks. He's got the hot wife. Come on. I, they're going to use him. And I love the cryptic take. I think that's the dark side. That's where you need to go with Karrion Cross. He was taking pin after pin for a long time. Push the guy. Let's go. Let's see what he's got. They're not just going to push Cross. They're going to push him with who I call the Duffel Bag Boys, former tag team champions in NXT, the authors of pain. We're going to sign them <laughs> back after being fired a couple of years ago. They're going to be his fucking meat. And Karrion's going to be like, you kick their ass. And he's going to 
throw a smoke machine in and be like, ooh. What the fuck you talking about? Supposedly, the authors of Pain re-signed with WWE in 2022 and have been traveling since May of this year. The authors of Pain are coming back with Karrion Cross. I got the duffel bag boys in my ear. Karrion Cross with the cryptic message and Scarlet with the tight pants is all they need. I'd like to see Karrion Cross go back to NXT, if I'm being honest. I think he could choke out Dragon Lee, take the North American nah, title. That's nah, sad. He's, he's a WWE guy. NXT is WWE, you idiot. You know what I'm talking about. He's a Raw SmackDown guy. Never call your father an <laughs> idiot on live TV. We're not live. This is a TV. That's it. You're punished after the show. <laughs> Go to your room. I don't want to hear you. You don't get a grounded. You're you grounded. Have to eat vegetable medley. You're grounded. You understand? I'm taking the keys. Where's the fucking keys? I'm sorry, Deb. Do we have anything else from SmackDown we need to mention or no? Is LA Knight just mid? I've been saying this for a while. Yeah, he's in the mid card. He, he's slowly making his way down the card. Is he a Dolph Ziggler breed? No, you guys are wrong. All right, he's in the mid card. But twice on SmackDown, in the main event, he was relevant. How, right there, his statement's blown up. Dolph Ziggler was in plenty of SmackDown main events. Yeah, you can be in the main event, but you're not a main eventer. LA Knight is injecting himself into the Randy and Roman story. Right there, he's relevant. And he's either going to be fighting Solo or AJ Styles on an undercard match. Who are you? Did you apply for the writer's job at WWE and you got that job? No. You didn't I, tell me that? I, I did not get the job. Well, you're fucking looking at crystal ball. That's all you're doing. <laughs> all right. We'll see what happens going forward. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we've got our very first game with Nate Diggity Dog and Mikey P. What's going on, everyone? Today's episode is sponsored by eating. Whether you're eating lean or slobbing out. Getting some food in your belly is always one of the highlights of any given day. Not only does eating keep your strength up, but it can also be highly, highly enjoyable. I know Tony the father, Mikey P, and I thoroughly enjoyed our steaks, and we'll always be back for seconds. So grab a snack, sit back, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome on back, everyone. You're all in for a treat because we are debuting a new game. I'm joined by Nate Diggity Dog. Yo, what's up, everybody? And Mikey P. Hey, guys. So the game we're going to be playing is called Name That Card. And just so everyone's aware, you guys have no idea what wrestling card we're about to talk about, right? No idea. I didn't know. Okay, cool. Obviously, no phones. We are going based off of your memory. It's going to be fun. Name That Card. Okay, so this is how the game is going to work. Michael and Nathan are each going to take turns guessing matches that took place at... Let me just get a real quick drum roll. The 2017 Royal Rumble. 2017. What was going on in 2017? CM Punk was nowhere to be found. Seth Rollins was definitely a thing. Roman was a thing. Dean was still there. There could be a lot of possibilities here. 2017 Royal Rumble, your first thought was CM Punk? Well, because I go to this Royal Rumble and CM Punk may be here, so that's why. So how confident are the initial vibes you guys are feeling right now? I don't remember anything per se from the card, but I think I could name a couple of superstars that were probably on the card. This is a real shame. I just rewatched this year's Rumble. And when you start off with Royal Rumble, I was like, oh, this is in the bag. <laughs> I was ready to squash you over there, Nate, dog. Was this one of the ones for the WWE title? That could be it. Okay, I love that you're already speculating. So, while you think about that, I'm going to go over the rules. 
If Nate or Mike can guess who was in the match and the outcome of the match, they will be awarded a point. Both Mike and Nate are going to get two questions where they can ask me anything about one of the matches. And whoever guesses the most matches correctly wins. So I'm going to read the layout of the 2017 Royal Rumble card. But before I do that, do you guys have any questions for me at this time? Who gets to go first? We are going to flip a coin. Do one of you want to call it? I'll call it in the air. It's my penny. Okay, here you go. Tails. It's Tails. Hey! Greedy fuck. I have a tiebreaker ready, and in that situation, Mike will guess first. I want that to be established be cool. at the top. Yeah, established. He's not going to have an opportunity, though, so... Sick, I get the tiebreaker in the game where there's five things to pick. Yeah. It's a silver lining. So, best of five. Here's the layout of the 2017 Royal Rumble. The main event was the Royal Rumble match itself. And we also had a one-on-one match for the WWE Championship. Then a one-on-one no-disqualification match for the Universal Championship. A one-on-one match for the Raw Women's Championship and a one-on-one match for the Cruiserweight Championship. So the information I need from you guys is who was involved in those matches and who won. So with that being said, Nathan, you are officially on the clock. Okay, I will go with the no-disqualification Universal Championship match. Okay, who was in the match and who won the match? Is the person walking in as champ still with WWE? He is. He is. This is a pretty narrow question. Yeah. I don't know if that was a good use. What of your- was achieved? <laughs> I don't think anything, to be honest. Mike, take note. That's how not to All use right, a question. I'm going to go Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. For the Universal Championship in 2017 at the Royal Rumble? Yeah. That is incorrect. Michael. Can I take the Royal Rumble match? Absolutely. Who was the winner of the Royal Rumble match in 2017? 2017, I want to say it was Randy Orton. That is... Correct. Michael jumps out to the one there to nothing we go. lead. You ain't beat me with rumble knowledge. I can go down the whole list. So now we're going to go back to Nathan. Now, Nathan, you got to think about this a little bit, okay? 2017, you were kind of close with your first guess with Rollins and Balor, but that match you're thinking of is SummerSlam 2016. Seth Rollins nor Finn Balor were involved in the match that I'm looking for at Royal Rumble. Okay. I think I know who the champ was. I'm the champ. I think I know who the I'm champ. Gonna I'm just trying beat to beat your ass. I'm just trying to figure out who he because I think he won. See, a question you could ask is, was so and so in the match? That's allowed. Then I, I'll ask another question. So you're going to use your second question? Yes. Okay. Was Chris Jericho at all involved in this match? Chris Jericho was involved in this match. Okay. So I believe it's Kevin Owens. Oh, who did he face? I'm trying to think. It wasn't Seth Rollins? It wasn't Randy? It wasn't Goldberg or anything, because he lost to him at Fastlane. You have 30 seconds to give an answer. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens was the champ. He beat Braun Strowman. That is incorrect. Michael, you have a chance to steal. No, is it Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho? That is also incorrect. Oh, wow. I genuinely thought that was it. No, I knew that wasn't it, because he didn't turn on him until right before Mania. So we're back to you, Nathan. Oh, wait, hold on. Can I switch the match? I just remembered what the WWE Championship match was. AJ Styles versus John Cena. That is correct. Uh, Bingo. Ha! 1-1, bitch. All right, so let's go back to Michael and the Universal Championship match. There's no way this is like the match where Chris Jericho's in the Shark Tank. Or is it? I have no idea who that was against. 
Why am I thinking Enzo? <laughs> was he anywhere involved? <laughs> I'll give you this one for free. There was no Enzo anywhere involved. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I give you guys a clue? Sure. You guys are going to feel so stupid. <laughs> You're going to feel so dumb. Oh, because it's like an obvious thing? Yeah. Yikes. Damn, dude. I'll go Kevin Owens with Chris Jericho somewhere, maybe in a shark cage against Sammy. That is incorrect. Ah, I thought it was a good guess. It's not. It was a bad guess. What? You said like you'd feel stupid. He's with him every week on TV, except now he's on SmackDown. Every layer we go down, I'll give you guys another clue. How about that? So you guys have guessed incorrectly now twice. So here's one more clue. Chris Jericho, who was involved in the match, was also the United States champion at the time. Jericho won the United States Championship off of the person Kevin Owens was defending his title against. The name that comes to mind, I'm just going to throw it out there. I, I don't think it's right, but this is the name that comes to mind. I'm going to go Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is incorrect. I was thinking Bobby. Michael, you have one guess, and then after that, three strikes, you're both out, and you guys have That wasn't in the rules. I just made it a part of the rules. You said you're going to feel so stupid about this. Correct. My question is, what is that pertaining to? Can you give me more information regarding why? And that's that's your question? You're going to feel stupid for not knowing this because this person is still heavily involved in WWE to this day. Heavily involved. Heavily involved. Man, imagine it was our truth. That would be perfect. Couple haters. Couple haters. Stop stalling. I'm thinking. Nia Jax never held the belt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. Miz. The Miz is incorrect. Who is it? Roman Reigns. Wow. Roman Reigns held the U.S. title? Yeah, he did. Did Roman win that match? No, KO did. The U.S. title threw me off. All right, so you guys both uh, lost on that. We have two matches left. We're over to Nathan. You can decide on guessing between the Raw Women's Championship match and the Cruiserweight Championship match, both for the titles. I'll go with the Raw Women's Championship match. I'll go Charlotte versus Becky. Charlotte is correct. Becky is not. So now over to Michael with a chance to steal. Give me Charlotte versus Nia. Charlotte versus Nia is incorrect. Back over to Nathan. Well, I guess I could give you guys a clue now that you guys both had one miss. Sure. Sure. Ivy Nile. The person that she fought is still with the company today and is a heel. Charlotte versus Bailey. Charlotte versus Bailey's correct. Yeah. Way to go, Nate. I was going to guess Natalia. All right. So now it's two to one. Nathan has this all of a sudden on lock, and Michael needs to guess the Cruiserweight Championship to force a tiebreaker. So, Michael, do you have any guesses? Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. That is incorrect. All right, Nate, over to you for the win. Uh, Mustafa Ali versus Cedric. That is incorrect. None of the cruiserweights you guys named are in the match that I'm looking for. I will go Brian Kendrick versus Enzo Amore. That is incorrect, and now you both only have one guess each. You guys want one more clue? Yeah. Neither guys are with the company anymore. One went to AW, one went to Impact and was there for a while. What cruiserweights are there? I, I'm not going to give you any ideas is the thing. I have like three, I'm thinking. <gasps> it hit me. <laughs> I got we it. We needed that. Nate, You're guess. fucked. Let's go. Go to the tiebreaker that they shit it up. Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to say Kalisto and Enzo. Kalisto versus Enzo is incorrect. He already said it. I, I can't think of any more cruiserweights. Um, 
to think I was going to say Tony Nese. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was the first one that came to me. I'll use my question on the impact guy. Is it Rich Swan? It is Rich Swan. Is it Rich Swan versus Neville? It is Rich Swan Let's versus go. Neville. <laughs> we, ladies and gentlemen, have a tie. We are 2-2 two, wow. two apiece, and thankfully I have accounted for such a scenario. Wow, the thing I shitted on you before, too. I know three of these guys are a lock. Nate, I feel like you kind of dropped the ball on that one. You didn't know Neville? Dude, I totally forgot about Neville, to oh, be honest. He was the king of the cruiserweights. I know, I know. So, tiebreaker. We're all knotted up to a piece. Michael has the opportunity to finish the game right here if he can name the final four competitors in the Royal Rumble match in 2017. Wait, if I get, like, three, does he just steal it? He gets a chance to steal. Oh, that's so stupid. And you guys will both be gifted a question. How about that? Uh, yeah, so Randy wins it. Bray Wyatt goes to, like, throw Roman out, but then Roman, like, gets him under. And then the fourth guy, I want to ask a question. Is this fourth guy Dean Ambrose? The fourth guy is not Dean Ambrose. Fuck. That screws me. I also want to say Jericho. <laughs> kind of treading water. I got to throw a name out there, so let's stick with something that I threw. Fuck it, Jericho. Chris Jericho is... Correct. What? I thought it was Jericho. I thought it was Jericho. There you got it. Mikey P has won the first game of Name That Card. Michael, how do you feel as the first winner? Pretty. Do I win something? No, nothing. No, you win dick. Pertaining to how I feel. Yeah, no, this is a really great feeling. H had some fun. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and then we will be right back. <laughs> hey, everyone. Today's episode is sponsored by doing nothing. Sometimes we don't want to work, sometimes we don't want to hang out, and sometimes all we want to do is nothing. And believe it or not, that's okay. If you need a lazy day at home in bed, remember to treat yourself and that it's okay to be lazy once in a while. And while you're in bed, you can finish the rest of this podcast. So let's get to it. Okay, so we are back and we're going to be closing up the show we're not going to talk about anything that was announced for next week's SmackDown because it was taped. And if you look online, you can see the results. And Tony's already done that. So we do not want to taint any of our listeners' experience. So we're not going to mention anything from next week's show. Well, why do you even have to mention that, you stupid fuck? You Be should have just kept quiet. Well, it's because you shouldn't have looked into spoilers. But I didn't fucking say nothing about it. Why are we even bringing it up? You know, if we have something we don't want to talk about, you guys can't hold the fucking secret. No, I, I brought it up because we normally go over matches that are announced for next week's show so I'm letting everyone know that the show was taped and we're not going to do that because you already know the results should I list a formal apology on air I apologize so we'll be back on Wednesday with our review of Monday Night Raw and other than that I just want to remind you all you can find us on X Instagram TikTok and YouTube at It's Real to Us thank you all so much for joining us on the show I figured we could end by talking about our fantasy football matchup a little bit Right now, the projection, I'm going to lose by 18 points. We got you in a stranglehold. And, you know, I'm going up against the defending champ. So, in all fairness, and I'm still a rookie. It's only my second year in the league. And I did make the playoffs. So, that was my goal. But I, I hope you guys, pretty much, you got like eight or nine guys going. I hope everyone fucking gets hurt and knocked out because I want to beat you. Quick, Anthony, can I get a definition for the term rookie? I believe that's your first year in the league. Tony, did you say this is your second year in the league? Yeah, I, I said I'm still a rookie. Yours is showing. Buckley's got 2.3 points right now as I'm looking. <laughs> and my defense has got a 10 right now with the game just started. But still, 
Hey, I hope I win because it would be the biggest win in my fantasy life. I can't wait for you to lose and we come back here next week and we just roast you because you had such a terrific start to the season. We mentioned it. 6-1, and one, ultimate collapse. He's 7-7. Seven and seven. He's lost his last four games. Mike and I have won our last four games. It's over, Tony. You know, all week, Saturday, I weighed myself Sunday morning. I lost three pounds. And then Sunday, I end up eating like a pig because my fantasy team stinks. It's very stressful. All right. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. We'll catch you next time on It's Real to Us. Bye-bye. You've got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when, when to, to run. Tony. What? I'm going to spank you. How do you not know The Gambler by Kenny Rogers? Well, I'm not sitting on my phone reading the fucking words. Yeah. Spank him was very interesting. Spank me. He has his ass out every morning. What are you talking about? My you don't wear pants. Fuck it. We ain't putting this on the fucking name. What do you mean I don't wear pants? So long, everyone. So as you get older, your penis shrinks, you know. I had mine. My girth and width and length have definitely dropped over the years. <laughs>